Hey there, and welcome back to Industry Town. We are going to jump right into it today. Uh, Carrie Wita, my guest, is a marriage and family therapist, trainee, and the co-host of the wonderful podcast, Very Bad Therapy. She's also an actress. We met in various classes and workshops over the years, and you know that story. You don't really know the person, but they're talented and seem sane, and so you gravitate towards each other in those weird environments. And then eventually, over the years, we became friends. Um, after... 10 years exclusively in the biz, Carrie transitioned most of her life towards mental health practice, and I wanted to have her on to talk about self-care during times like these. Uh, She has a lot of great insights about uh, how we get through our days right now, what are fair and unfair expectations for ourselves, and she has tons of resources for anyone who is struggling right now. We tried to keep this short and get straight to the point, uh, and I hope you get some solace and some ideas from this little quick episode. I want to apologize. I'm still figuring out the best way to get quality sound over zoom it's a brave new world out there it's all right on this one but it will get better as we adjust to this uh temporary new normal thank you for listening please share this with anyone who uh, could use it right now and check out the show notes for a good list of resources i'm sending you all love and i hope you are all staying healthy out there here's carrie lock it up very quiet and still ready Scene one, take three, A mark. Welcome over the interwebs to Carrie Wita. Carrie, introduce yourself and tell us who you are. Hey, Brian. Um, my name is Carrie Wita. I am a marriage and family therapist trainee in California, supervised by Catherine Adams LMFT. 41403. That's the legal stuff I have to tell you. Um, and I'm also uh, an actor. Uh, I used to be an actor uh, for my main job for about 10 years until um, I went back to school a couple of years ago. So now I, I still just do um, do commercials, but that's about it right now. And how not, none of that right now. <laughs> you're not shooting a commercial right now? Uh, for the people, no, no. No one can see this right now, but this is really remarkable. So over Zoom right now, Carrie has been so kind to do this. Um, so she's created uh, an ability to hopefully get good sound. She's hiding in a blanket fort right now, which is quite an image. Um, this is how pr- I pr- pr- this podcast. I do. fort. <laughs> We're all going to have pillow forts. If we don't already have them, there'll be contests soon. It's all, yeah, it doubles as a form of self-care. And so, uh, hey, speaking of self-care, that's what I want to talk about today. Um, I'm curious, how are you handling this time? How are you handling it practically and how are you handling it emotionally? Um, I personally, it, for me, the biggest thing has been what I have been trying to urge all my clients to do, which is um, to let go of expectations for yourself at, at this time. Um, I feel like (laughs) we went into lockdown and all of a sudden every single message on every um, uh, social media, like newsletter or whatever I've ever signed up for is how to maximize this time and how to, how to get that novel written, how to get this done, how to get that done in in isolation. And um, my, my sense is really like, it's a time I think right now to, to back off my body was saying, I need, I need this. I need to adjust to this in some way. Um, and so for my, for my clients, uh, you know, it, it looks so different for every person, right? Um, because everyone has a different way of coping and sure, you know, one person's coping might be throw yourself into a project. 
throw yourself into something that that is gives you a sense of control, gives you a sense of accomplishment. But for a lot of us, it's not that. For a lot of us, what we really want to do is cuddle up on the couch um, and and just try to recover. For some people, it's zone out. Um, but I think that for me, that's the biggest thing I want to stress is like the importance of listening to what you really need for yourself and, and doing that first. Yeah. Honor, honor your gut and honor what your heart needs. So talk to me about balancing that because I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. This is not a time to be beating ourselves up. This is not a time to be forcing yourself or judging yourself uh, in any way. At the same time, something I know about myself is that if I spend too long on my phone or zoned out watching television, that doesn't always feel, even if that's what my body needs, I feel like I eventually pay a price for that. I I start feeling weird. I start feeling more anxious. A lot of the things on television and on our phones um, don't necessarily cause, cause ease. And, um, and so I'm trying to figure out, like, how do you, how do you balance that? Because I think, I, I, like I'm saying, I agree with you, but I also worry that too much of staying in my pajamas on the couch and watching Netflix will have a worse effect three days from now or something like that. And how do you hold those two things at the same time? Well, let me ask you, when you feel that anxiety coming up, the, the anxiety of like, I, this feels great right now, but I have a, this impending sense that, in three days, like this, uh, this is not going to feel good. Yeah. Um, what is your sense uh, of like what you kind of feel like you quote unquote should be doing or maybe want to be doing instead? Well, there's definitely the desire to be productive during this time. And that, that has a lot of different facets to it. Some of it is just about like nutrition and wellness and making sure that there's some kind of like activity in the day. And, um, and that there even is a day by that. I mean like that I get dressed at some point and that I, it, those things feel important. Cause I feel like at some point it'll just turn into this like uh, morass, just like every day will feel mm-hmm. the same and, and, and that I won't feel stimulated or whatnot. So there's something about, I, I think that's the main one. I mean, I have creative desires. Lord, I'm recording a podcast right now. Clearly I think it's important to do something for myself. Um, I'm trying to figure out, is there some, version of goal setting that is helpful if it's very minor is it like i don't need to write a screenplay and i don't need to make a short film but i do need to do 20 push-ups today or whatever that equivalent is you know what are what are healthy goals um that kind of give our life some structure and some purpose versus the unhealthy ones and is is there a difference right now well, I think what you mentioned is really interesting. You know, when I asked, like, what do you feel like you should be doing? You mentioned some things like nutrition and wellness, focusing on, like, being healthy. You mentioned um, artistic, doing, working on something creative and artistic for you. Um, and you mentioned, like, being productive, like, making something out of the day. Um, so that gives me a sense of, like, what's important to you right? Those are your values. Those are your priorities. Um, And so I would say that like the balance comes from um, really listening to what it is you feel drawn to or what you feel like you need to be doing at this time, because it will give you a sense of what values you have, what is important to you in life, because those are the things you need to figure out a way how to feed, right? Mm -hmm. Like um, I was talking to somebody who all they wanted to do was um, play video games, and uh, I asked him a little bit more, like, you know, what, what kind of video games, what is it? Well, it turns out 
he uh, living alone. He's living alone. Um, and so he's on lockdown, isolated by himself. And the video games he's playing, um, one of the Call of Duties, I think, um, where you have teams and you are um, talking to everybody on the, on the, I'm not a gamer, but so this sounds really stupid. But, but like, have a headset and they're like, yeah, oh, on the headset. Like that. Yeah. Right. So like at, at the, at the core of that, what it is, is he was connecting with friends to uh, accomplish a goal, like to do, to, to rally around a, a common mission. Right. And yes, you can look at it as he's spending hours a day gaming, or you can look at it as like, you know, this is someone who is living in physical isolation is going to be forced to isolate for a while. And he, he, he is doing his values are like, I need to connect with people. I need, I need to do something with others. Um, and this is a way to do it. So I think that like, yeah, there's definitely, um, especially for people who under normal circumstances or the best of circumstances live with, uh, depression, struggle with anxiety, those kind of things. Um, that can, obviously make this time so much worse and there are yeah like you know you can fall into the same sort of like malaise uh, uh, you know you don't have to put on pants so I'm not going to um but the the healthy unhealthy boundary um I think is really different for everybody and um that's where I really encourage like trying to figure out for at this time like what is coming up for you that gives you an indication of what is important to you. What do you miss more than anything right now? Is it connection? Is it other people? Or do you miss, you know, being able to be productive? Do you miss being able to go out and get, do a job? Do you miss, um, uh, sort of, um, the, the rush that comes with like, um, getting out into the world and feeling like you're the, in control of your destiny. Uh, and then find, once you can nail down, the things that are important to you, um, then it becomes a question of getting creative in this new, under these new restrictions. How do you feed that? Is there anything that, is there, I got, I hate TV because all these words are so judgmental. Is there anything that we can say, is it good during this time? I mean, like if people feel like they need to drink or be high the entire time right now, if people feel like they need to, you know, be obsessively watching the news. Is there anything at this point that you feel like is fair to say, oh, I'd, I'd be careful for that? Or is it entirely kind of laissez-faire, get in touch with yourself and do that? And, and again, this is, you know, this is just two people's perspective. You know, it's not right. coming down from on high, but I'm asking your opinion on that idea. Yeah, the, the biggest rule, I mean, and again, like this is for sure, a huge topic of conversation in therapist circles. Um, what, you know, what is, what is healthy, what is unhealthy at this time? Um, and the thing that seems to resonate most for me is if it's not harming yourself or other people, you should be doing it. Um, so, but that's, that can be interpreted. There's a wide latitude of interpretations, right? In harm. So, you know, if you are in recovery and you start drinking again. Um, that I, I tend to, you generally fall more on, um, a, a, oh fuck, there's a phrase for it. I'm not in substance abuse, but there is a, there's a phrase that, uh, an approach to substance use, uh, that is more like, uh, Oh, harm reduction. Thank you. I fell more in which, which is, you know, you can take an absence, abstinence approach or you can take, I guess, uh, uh, what did I just say? Harm reduction. Harm reduction. Yeah. 
But uh, so if you are in recovery and abstinence works for you, taking it, having a drink is going to cause harm. Um, And so it's not, that might not be helpful. Um, But if you live with anxiety on a regular basis, you find smoking weed helps you. um, And right now you don't, you know, you can't go into your job. You can't, you know, you're worried about your family. And if that's something that helps, of course, um, I, I feel like we need to be very, um, uh, as, as forgiving as possible of ourselves and others at this time. Um, and know that one for one person, like sitting around and getting high all day, like that's, that's going to be terrible for somebody else. Like, you know, it might be the thing that gets them through the day rather than killing themselves. And like that for me is that's okay. Um, now I'm not sitting here saying like, this is me as a, as a, a therapist trainee saying like go get high all day. That's I, I really more say this as a, I don't, I think the worst thing that we can all do for our mental health is to, um, I beat ourselves up for how we need to get through this. Yeah. Um, I think self-compassion and compassion for others is the thing that we all need right now more than anything. Um, but in terms of like a practical, like, what can you do to stay sane? What can you do to stay centered? What can you do? I think for creatives, again, especially in this town and in this industry, like it can be really difficult because we're so used to um, kind of external opportunities to come up and give us our day-to-day schedule, right? Um, You have uh, auditions here, you have classes there, you, you know, there are, there are things that help give us a structure and all of a sudden all of that's gone. Yeah. Um, and so I do think this is a great, this is an opportunity for people who do feel that creative impulse, who do feel like, oh, if only I had more time to do X, Y, Z, this is a great time to find those projects and to do them, but to do them with a measure of self-compassion that like, you know, if you get started on writing that show and it does, it's not coming or it's making you sadder then like listen to yourself on that and, and give yourself the space that you need. And if starting, I, first of all, 100% agree with that. Um, one thing I know from my job um, is that a lot of people have trouble finding that initial spark of how mm. they start and that that can also cause its own level of stuckness. And sometimes if you can get through that, there is some catharsis in being able to like get a groove going. And so the only thing I just want to add on to that is if you would like to try doing some of that stuff, this is a really basic tip that works so well. It's super practical. It's just set a timer, set a timer mm-hmm. for some amount of time that feels doable to you. That is in no way, um, in no way uh, requiring a, a ton of discipline or, or, or a staggering feat of strength, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, uh, five, if you need it. And just, try for that amount of time. And if at the end of five minutes or 10 minutes, you don't have anything, give yourself a break and stop. But you might find that in that structure, oh, I only have to do this for just a few minutes. You might break the dam a little bit and realize that you actually can get ahead of steam going. And if that's good for you, um, I just imagine so many people who are creative in nature listening to this and feel like, what do I do? And I, you know, I don't have paper mache supplies in my house. Um, so what do I do with that? Um, I think that that's a really manageable way to kind of find your way 
into it. I love that idea, Brian. I think that that is, it, it, that is such a great way to kind of um, encourage, motivate yourself, but also uh, make it so that it doesn't consume all of the free time you have um, in, this, in this new free time all the time kind of world we're in now. Yeah. Um, what are some like uh, tools and things like that that people can use right now? So the ones that come to mind for me are, you know, we're doing this podcast over Zoom um, and I've had a couple of Zoom hangouts with friends and we're even still at JRS teaching classes over Zoom. Um, I find that Zoom is a beautiful way to connect to people. It's like, it's so nice to see your face right now. It's like, it's so nice to see a human and see that you're okay and to have, you know, some amount of regularity in this so we did a, a zoom happy hour where a couple friends we all like shared a cocktail or a bottle of wine doing that um it feels a little better than talking on the phone sometimes because it feels a little more personal um are there any other kind of tools like that uh you know technology tools or or whatnot or just emotional problem solving ones that you want to kind of offer to anyone yeah, I I absolutely love that idea. I am so in encouragement of the video chat, connecting with other people, family members, um, friends. I don't just use it for work in this time because I think you're right. I think there is something that's very um, uh, comforting about being able to be else in this time. And and again, yeah, get that sense of knowing they're okay. I know. I know for me, like we are such a, um, we're such a a herd kind of animal, right? We so feed off of other humans. And I mean, I I remember like, I didn't panic really. I didn't feel panic about this until I went into the grocery store and saw empty shelves. And then I had this feeling of just like, oh my God, like what is going on? And maybe I need to be hoarding also. And you know, it's just, we can't, we almost can't help that reaction. But if we can see other people doing okay, uh, then we can do what's called regulating, um, which is something that I think is so important right now is, is, is self-regulating, co-regulating with another person. Um, and what I mean by that is um, we, are, we are living in like a time of really extreme trauma. Um, and this is something that I feel like doesn't, I don't know if it is widespread enough in the non-mental health field, but like we humans have a very significant trauma response. Um, that is, you know, we, we, we know it typically as like the fight or flight response. Okay. Um, and that's like when we are, when our, when we encounter danger, um, whatever our brain interprets as danger, as stress, um, our, our system like reacts without us knowing our, our sympathetic nervous system kicks in and it, dumps a lot of chemicals into our brain, you know, it speeds up our heart rate, it gets us ready to fight, to fight, fight or freeze, right? Um, that's getting, we, that's what we call dysregulation. Um, we get dysregulated. You see it a lot, like in kids throwing tantrums, that's the best thing that I can, like the best visual. That's dysregulation. Um, uh, somebody who is in an, uh, an emotional state where everything is out of control. Um, and something that we've learned about trauma is that the longer the trauma response goes on, um, the more actual like physical implications it can have for one's health. Um, so this is why uh, people who live with ongoing constant amounts of stress frequently have poorer health outcomes than people who live with less stress um, because their bodies are constantly being subject to this trauma response. So the way to kind of, 
fight against that is regulating, is, is regulation. So that's when you bring your parasympathetic nervous system back online. This is the uh, rest and digest. They call it the rest and digest system. Um, this is when your body starts calming down, coming back to normal. You can sleep. You can eat. Uh, your body's no longer primed to like escape from danger. Um, and so there are a bunch of things that we can do to regulate. Um, again, it's so specific on, on different people, what helps. But one of the things that does help most people is um, being amongst others who aren't panicking, connecting with other people who are okay, because we have, we have in our, in our, in our brains, uh, what are called mirror neurons. And you're probably familiar with this. This is something like, obviously, in, in, that actors make wonderful use of. Um, but the mirror neuron system is you, can, you can't help but be affected by another human in front of you. And that is great in times of trauma if you can sit with someone who is not as panicking, as freaked out as you are. And I've really noticed that when groups of people are getting together on Zoom and talking, I've noticed this because I'm working with my clients on Zoom, um, just doing therapy sessions online on Zoom. You, it helps both of us. Uh, we co-regulate. We come together and we kind of assure each other that we're okay right now and we're going to be okay for the foreseeable future. I think that's beautiful. Um I want to, and that also links to me of why you say whatever it is that you need to do right now to feel some sense of calm or regularity makes so much sense. Like those two pieces fit together. Yeah. Um, I want to quickly address in case anyone is in a more acute place yeah. of, of emotional distress. Um, do you know of any resources um, for people who might be looking for a therapist and don't know how to find someone online or someone um, this is a two-part question. So there's online therapy potentially, but also um, I'm sure there've got to be Zoom AA meetings and mm-hmm. NA meetings. If people are looking for a way to, to find access to that, uh, do you have any ideas offhand or any tools? I can also add them to the show notes if you want to email me later, but um, what do you have for anybody who, who maybe needs something a little bit more acute or urgent than just a friend on the other, other yeah. side of the Zoom? Yeah, there's a lot of great resources that have been like running around um, in the past few days. I will send you a bunch of links. Um, one of the ones that I think is most important, particularly for people who are really struggling financially right now, mm-hmm. um, there's a resource that's been compiled called the LA the LA Forward Resource Guide. I'm not sure. It's a Google document that's been put together by a lot of therapists, social workers. Um, uh, it just has a lot of resources for freelancers, for restaurant workers. Um, it's places where you can apply for grants, for money, um, food banks, uh, a lot of just like the tangible things to like help you get by. Um, for therapy, um, almost all therapists are online right now. And uh, it's been a really quick like changeover. Um, it's, uh, unfortunate because like there are some clinics, a lot of like the nonprofit, the sliding scale, low cost community clinics, like the one I'm at, um, we have stopped taking intakes. So we stopped taking new patients, um, at least at my clinic. I know that's not the case for all of the clinics. So, um, if there is a low cost community clinic in your area that you've been thinking about trying, don't hesitate, give them a call, see if they're taking on new clients right now. Um, but I also recommend just like Googling therapists mm-hmm. online um, because uh, there are so many therapists who have 
um, switched to online and now obviously like have tons of time on their hands. So there's a lot of therapists who are taking on new clients and who are taking clients on a sliding scale because we all know like this, the financial implications of this are going to be grave for a lot, a lot of people. And particularly if people need support right now. And so there are a lot of therapists who are adjusting their pay schedules to like accommodate new clients who really need help. Um, there are, there are tons of online recovery meetings for everything, not just AA, DA, OA, like um, all of the meetings have been going online. So um, if you are in recovery, um, I will send you a link uh, to Brian to a bunch of different online recovery resources. But if you go to the AA website, they do have an inter, intra-group um, directory. Uh, so you will definitely be able to find whatever meeting you go to, you will be able to find one online. Um, and there also is, uh, what I've been telling all my clients, there's a great resource right now. If you go to the relational centers website, that's the relationalcenter.org. on their main page, they've got a list of, um, online support groups that they're doing right now. Um, these are through zoom and they're free to anybody. You just join, sign on. Um, and it's just, it's support groups run by therapists from the relational center, uh, just support around this time, the, the pandemic, like all the, all the impacts of this, of this time right now. So, um, the other thing that I would also throw out there, this is just like, um, kind of a always available thing. If anyone's familiar with crisis text line, um, it's a great resource. It's at crisistextline.org or you can... Yeah, crisistextline.org, or you can text um, HOME to 741741, uh, and you'll be connected with an online crisis counselor. Uh, so it's not therapy, um, but they are crisis counselors trained to just kind of like help get you through like a particularly bad moment. Um, that's a that's a really helpful resource. Thank you for that. Um, and yeah. I'll make sure to have all these in the show notes for people just to get a quick um, little click on it. Um, I wanted to go through, I got an email. I'm going to give some credit to uh, Laura Benzik. Uh, she's a TV writer and, the, and a wonderful human and the wife of a friend of mine from high school. Um, and she sent out something just about kind of mental health in general. I kind of wanted to hit some of the pieces on here and get your two cents on a couple of them. So uh, this was just a list of uh, of of different ideas for people that came from two mental health experts kind of compiled together and just thought going piece by piece, we talk about why they're important or whatever thoughts you have. So what the first one I have on here is, is ritual. Can you talk to uh, whether of the importance of ritual in this time? Yeah. Ritual, I think is again, it comes from, for most people, something that they value deeply, um, whether that's a faith, whether that's uh, just a personal value system, but it uh, is something that is consistent and kind of gives you a sense of normalcy, even when everything else is thrown into. I, I think that that is a big piece of the panic right now is this sense of like grieving. There's a lot of grieving and a, a sense of unknown. We don't know what's coming, but we know that what we've had in the, in the past is, is gone. Like in large part, we're not going to go back to where we used to be. Um, having a personal ritual, whatever it is, um, it can give you a sense of continuity with who you were before, what life was like before and, and where you're going in the future. Yeah. So my, 
again, only if these things feel helpful to you, don't put any yeah. pressure on yourself to do these things, but it could be, you know, dividing your day into, you know, is there a morning ritual of what you do when you get up or is there a before bed ritual that could be just as simple as turning off your phone and reading for five minutes. Um, just something that gives a little bit of regular, there's that word again, regularity, mm-hmm. regulating um, yeah. to your day. Um, or even if it's just talking to people on Zoom, you know, for, you know, at 8.30 every night, we get on whatever friends are available to do that. Um, do you have any advice for how people interact with um, the news or social media in a, to do it in a healthy way? Because um, yeah. being informed, I, I mean, I'm someone who already watches probably too much news. I do think it's important to be informed and know what the real risks are and what's happening in the world. But all that stuff is terrifying and all that stuff is stress inducing. So any, any tips on how to, on, on like, is there, a pro- is there a best time to do it? Is there a way to, to load it into one chunk of your day rather than constantly checking it out? Like, what's the healthiest way to interact with this stuff in aggregate? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, again, I, I don't think there's a one size fits all answer, but I think that the answer for every person individually comes from why are you doing it? Um, why am I checking the news right now? Am I checking it because it's been a while since I looked at it and I want to see like, what's the update? Um, is it going to affect your life? Is it going to change anything? If you find yourself every time you check the news spiraling further and further into anxiety or depression, that's when you need to recognize that for you checking it isn't going to be helpful for you. Maybe you only check it when you need to know something. Is it, you know, is should I go to the hospital? Should I get tested? Like, what are the new guidelines for right now? Yeah. Um, but, you know, there are also a lot of people who really do need to know what's going on. I mean, maybe you're, you're still working at a restaurant and maybe you need to know, like, you know, am I still going to work today? Like, I, uh, I, I don't, I hesitate to say, like, in this time, information is so important, especially when we are disconnected from each other. Um, so it's, it's, I don't think it's the kind of thing where it's like, turn it off. Um, but, but yeah, absolutely. Checking in with yourself. Why am I looking and what is distressing me and what do I really need out of this? Quick break to announce something I'm really excited about, which is that I'm going to do our first ever mailbag episode really soon, where I'm going to answer any and all questions for an episode. So you can ask me something about acting, business side, or anything we've talked about with the previous guest. You can get real specific. We can talk voiceover or marketing or social media. Look, uh, my living is made acting, teaching acting, and teaching the business of acting. So I nerd out talking on all of this stuff. So if there's anything that you want to get a perspective on from your career that you're working on right now, I would love to chat with you about it. So send an email with your question to industrytownpodcast at gmail.com and uh, it might get read on the show. Like that. Um, the, do you know Sean Aker and the 21 Day Happiness Challenge? Are you familiar with that? Oh, I, I'm not. I've heard of it, uh, but I'm not super familiar with it. No. So this is something that, again, this is just a thing to throw out there if this feels stressful, just skip it. Um, but this was a Ted talk I saw a, a few years ago now. And I've actually about once a year, I make my acting class do it for a month and we all do it together. And we have a little Facebook group and we check in with each other. But the idea is that you can rewire your brain to be more positive and that five simple actions done for 21 straight days help. And they're really, um, 
from my point of view, not a ton of work to do. And um, it's something that I'm going to consciously try to do as much as uh, my body says yes to it. But there, there are five things. One is uh, three gratitudes every single day and that they're always different. Just three different things you're grateful for. And um, right now there's a lot of shitty stuff in the world, but I also find myself being much more grateful for things that I took for granted. Um, so that's one thing. Um, the second is journaling. Um, but, uh, look, there's lots of ways to journal. And I don't mean to say that one is better than the other for this exercise as this particular person, uh, describes in the 21 day challenge. The idea is that you journal about one positive experience from your day to really have your brain relive it and to live in that place for a little while. So, um, some people journal to get everything out. Some people journal to write all of the bad thoughts in their head out. Those are all lovely, but for this particular exercise, it's just a few minutes of journaling on one positive experience. Um, then the other three, uh, exercise for 10 minutes a day. That could just be walking around the block. Um, that could be doing P90X if you have whatever that is, but it can just be 10 minutes. Um, the fourth is meditation, um, for a minimum of two minutes a day. If you can do longer, that's good. But, um, if, if meditation is something um, that you're interested in, there's great apps like Calm and Headspace. Um, I did a podcast with Johnny O'Callaghan, who's a meditation specialist. He talks to people about how to do that, but it could just be as simple as just breathing in and out. It reduces stress. It helps you focus. And then the last one, um, which I think is a little tougher in this in this moment we're in, but I think it's very doable with imagination, is a random act of kindness. Mm. To just do one nice thing um, for anyone else. And uh, that might be, uh, sometimes that's money, sometimes that's food, sometimes that's just reaching out to see whether somebody's okay. Um, I know that, uh, you know, there's someone who cleans her house once a month and uh, we sent her her check. And it, it felt nice to do that without having her come because I know how much we're feeling the financial stress. And that means everyone who we employ has got to be feeling it even more, probably. Um, but those five things, gratitudes, journaling, exercise, meditation, and random acts of kindness, I think are um, a lovely kind of cocktail, um, where if you're just looking for a place to start, it can help. And uh, if it doesn't work for you, don't even worry about it. Um, I love that, Brian. I love that so much. Um, the thing that comes up for me is... Um, the, the reason why gratitude and noticing positive things is so powerful, um, the way our brains are structured, the amygdala is designed to track and remember bad things that happen to you. Um, there is no, there's an actual structure in the brain that does that, that is built to do that. Um, there is no structure built to automatically remember the positive things that happen. And so that's why we as people just easily forget the good parts of the day, but we'll fixate and ruminate on the bad parts of the day. And so what you're describing is really like retraining your brain. It's rewiring your brain and you really can do this. They've, they've really shown that this is possible and it does really help with your, with your state of mind. Um, the journaling also great piece. Um, they've really found that like simply, um, by, I love I love the idea of, of writing about something positive, but they've also found that with the journaling, um, just talking about how you feel that day, even if it is bad, just simply uh, putting words to feelings actually makes the impact of those feelings less. Um, and so you can simply by like expressing and putting putting words to what you're going through um, can really help you uh, kind of wrestle with that experience. Um, and yeah, I cannot say enough about exercise. It is absolutely one of the things that will keep you um, feeling 
the best that you can right now. And um, what the last one was, oh, meditation. Yeah. Meditation is so, is great, especially like um, I've been, I work with kids with doing mindfulness and um, I really find that like, especially in these times when we are, there are, there are fears, there are um, worries that we, we can't, they're there. They're real. Um, it's not something that you're just making up, but it's also not going to help you to really sit in that all the time. Um, really being mindful, working through a true mindfulness meditation and like releasing those, recognizing that you're having those feelings, recognizing that they're totally valid. Um, but also knowing that you, you have the control to, to see it, to observe it and to release it, uh, is going to help you like get through those moments of, of crisis. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, let me see what else I have on this list real quick. Um, we've hit some of these. One of them is to like think of this as together apart rather than being isolated. Oh, actually, I want to go back for one second. You were talking about exercise. Um, I know that my brain was a little um, restricted about the idea of exercise. It felt like this thing I have to do alone. And Zoom everything if it makes it feel better. Like you can do a push-up challenge or sit-ups or, or running in place or jump roping or whatever the fuck you're going to do with somebody on the other end. You can get 10 people all doing a workout class together. I know people are teaching yoga and Pilates and they're doing this over Zoom. So um, I know some people, the, the funds are not there to pay for it, but you can create that stuff for yourself with your friends. And uh, that does segue into this next thing, which is just the, thinking of this as together or apart. How can we, in our isolation, um, share that togetherness, which I think we've hit on a, a fair amount. Um, let's see, what else? Um, I feel like most of these we've hit to some degree, so I don't wanna, I don't wanna last too long on there. Um, are there other... Um, ways that you're finding that people are coping? Are there any other th things that we haven't really touched on? I don't want to, you know, I feel like people's attention spans are weird right now. So I don't want to, I don't want to keep going over the same stuff. I want to give people like a manageable thing to listen to. Um, so are there any other things that you feel like we've left on the table that we haven't started to talk about at all? Um, obviously we're going to have lots of links in the show notes, uh, but is there anything you feel like that uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't hit today? Yeah. The, the only other thing is, is kind of a bummer, kind of a sad note to end on, but, um, I, I would really encourage everyone to, um, be reaching out to their friends and family who maybe, um, struggle with suicidal thoughts. Um, this is a time when, um, isolation and feelings of, uh, of not mattering can really be exacerbated. Um, and it can be really easy because we're all very nervous. Like we're all worried about our own selves and our families as we should be. Um, and there, it, it can be easy to let other people sort of fall off the map. And, and again, this is not at all to say that somebody, if someone chooses to, to end their life, um, this is, it, it, it's, um, it is not anyone else's responsibility or fault. But it is a time that might be really helpful to reach out to those um, uh, that you know and love who, who might be having a particularly hard time right now. Yeah, please think about your friends, reach out to your family, um, take care of yourself. And then, you know, it's, it's the, the thing they tell you in airplanes, like put the mask on yourself and then take care of everyone around you. Exactly. Exactly. Um, um, 
I really appreciate uh, you coming on, Carrie. If there's anything they feel like we didn't touch on, um, please send me an email. I'll include it in the show notes. I'm going to put all sorts of resources in there. Um, I, there's that great like kind of COVID-19 Los Angeles mass resource list that I feel like people keep sending around. I'm going to put a link to that too. It's got everything um, from things for food to um, homelessness issues, employment and unemployment insurance, um, uh, family planning stuff, um, AA and mental health. It's got all sorts of stuff in there. Um, so please check that out. Uh, and also just for anyone listening right now, uh, we didn't really touch on the financial stuff. I don't really consider myself a full on expert in that. I know, I know pieces about it, but I know that, um, another podcast geared at actors, Audrey helps actors did a whole episode just on, um, finances. And I really encourage you guys to listen to that. I encourage you, um, they talk about how to, um, bring down your bills, uh, how to file for unemployment. Um, and it's just some really practical advice. So if you feel like, um, great, I, I've gotten some things about how to not lose my mind during this time, but how am I going to pay the bills? I highly recommend you give her a listen. Um, Carrie, is there anything else before we uh, call this a day? No, I honestly just want to thank you for having me on. This has given me a sense of feeling like I'm doing something in line with my values today. So thank you. Well, thank you for coming on. And um, the last thing I want to say is if anybody has any questions that we didn't cover today, please email me or reach out on social media. Email is industrytownpodcast.gmail.com. And if there's um, a couple things, I will just send an email to Carrie and get her two cents and get back to you. And if there's a number of them, um, I'll bring her back on the podcast and we can do a little mailbag episode about anything that you guys are thinking about. So please don't be strangers. Reach out, include us in your community. Um, Carrie, thank you for being a part of my community. Um, It was lovely to see you and chat with you today. And uh, thank you for being on Industry Town. Thank you so much, Brian. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Carrie Wita for joining us. Please check out the show notes for all sorts of uh, resources and whatnot. Please share this with your friends. Thank you to presenting sponsor John Rosenfeld Studios, and we will be back next week with another new episode. Uh, until then, stay safe, be kind to each other, and uh, look forward to talking to you all soon. Bye.